welcome back to Fantasy Island. I am your host, Bombo. First things first, thank you for spending the last three months in change with the Fantasy Island crew. We appreciate all the listeners, the followers, and feedback we get. We also appreciate you hitting that subscribe and follow button right now. The guys and I know we aren't a perfect polished product, and we're going to continue to do all we can to keep you one step ahead of your league with solid, no-nonsense content. So let's take a look back at week 10 and how it will impact the rest of your season. We're going to start off with our ballers from week 10. Start off and we're going to start off with the quarterback position, Dak Prescott. We've been telling you since the bye week, buy into this Dallas passing game. They want to throw it a ton. They want to be the Chargers. They want to be the Bengals. They know that this is a passing league. Zeke's gone. They're going to let Dak shine. And like we've said, a lot of these guys are playing for their jobs. Dak looks re-energized. And this is how they want to play. Dak has top five potential going forward. And he's also a sneaky good play with his rushing, which he has started to come alive with as of late. He went for 404 yards and four touchdowns in the air. Also added 17 yards on the ground with another touchdown. We said to buy into the Cowboys offense. Buy in. Dak. Set it and forget it rest of the year. Staying at the quarterback position, Justin Herbert. Good to see him on here with 323 yards and four touchdowns. With a banged up receiving crew and just getting it done in a shootout with the Lions. Keenan Allen, I anticipate Keenan Allen having a Cooper Cup-ish rest of season. And you know what? Even Quentin Johnston caught a touchdown. Chargers look like they're going to be involved in shootouts going forward. Doesn't really look like they're defense is going to be doing anything to slow down the pace of the game and as long as they're getting in shootouts and they're in a shootout game script justin herbert and the rest of the chargers should be locked into your lineups also play a wait and see game with quentin johnston if he gets more involved in this offense he's not going to put up mike william numbers but he's definitely not going to be the dud that a lot of us thought he would be when we started seeing no progress from him as a wide receiver position jamar chase now there were some wide receivers this week that had better stats, but I'm putting Jamar Chase on here as a baller because up until pregame warmups, it wasn't even known if this guy was going to go. He took a really hard shot on his back. He's been hurting. Uh, T. Higgins was a scratch from this game while he deals with an injury. More to come in our injuries, but more on those when we go. More on those when we cover our injuries for the week. But Jamar Chase came through for his fantasy owners, and if he's going to come through for his owners. That makes him a baller. Goes off for five catches, 124 yards, and a touchdown, all while being questionable, all while owners didn't know if he was going to be able to go. The number one thing about this is if Jamar Chase suits up, you got to start him. Don't second guess it. Don't be one of those guys that's worrying, is he going to be on a snap count? Because even on a snap count, he can still go off for five, 124, and one touchdown. He should never leave your lineup as long as the Bengals are playing for something. And to round out our ballers from Week 10, I'm just going to call it Detroit. Motor City, D-Town, the motor's running. These guys are firing on all cylinders. And 100%, the Detroit Lions can sustain multiple fantasy options, multiple fantasy starters. And we're going to start off with Amon Ross St. Brown. The Sun God goes off for eight catches, 156 yards, and one touchdown against the Chargers. David Montgomery. Old Monty goes off for 12 carries, 116 yards, and one touchdown, including a 75-yard touchdown run, highlight play of the game. 
and Jameer Gibbs. Everyone thought he was going to play second fiddle in this backfield. Jameer Gibbs goes for 120 total yards with three catches, also two touchdowns, also got goal line carries. This is a fantasy dreamland. Everyone is startable. Shootout game script due to holes in the secondary. That's going to start happening. The Lions will be in shootout game scripts due to holes in the secondary. Expect these type of games to happen often. And with this backfield, if you want to think about uh, where we've seen this backfield situation with Monty and Gibbs before, it's kind of like the Saints when Kamara got there, when it was Kamara and Ingram in a high-powered offense. Uh, even have Laporta playing the Jimmy Graham role. Sam Laporta didn't have a career day, but he still did some serviceable numbers for a tight end. The bye week has passed for the Lions, so everybody that I named should be locked into your lineups. Buy into Detroit. Start your Lions everywhere. On the flip side of the coin, we're going to have to go over our bums like we say every week. Anybody can get it. Anybody can make this list. And we're going to start off with Stephon Diggs. The Bills receiver went off for three catches, 34 yards. Bills have fired their offensive coordinator as of a few hours ago today. And they're going back to what works. And that's probably going to be force-feeding digs. We've said about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. These guys are elite talents. You got to take the bad with the good. Not everybody's going to be putting up 40 a game all season long. These are just some of the bumps in the roads when owning a stud. He's locked in rest of the season. Even if the Bills underachieve. On the bums list, hey, if we put all of the Lions... On the ballers list, I'm going to put all the Jags on the bums list. Well, not all of them, but I'm going to put Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence on the bums list. They both combined for 220 total yards of offense, no touchdowns. I know the Niners defense are those guys, and they're a bad matchup with this new elite pass rush they have. So maybe we chalk that up to bad game against a really good defense. Better days are ahead. But with this offense, Calvin Ridley is no longer a must start. You, I know you, I know a lot of us bought into it. We saw the preseason hype, but Christian Kirk is the guy there. Behind Christian Kirk, it's Evan Ingram. Ridley is really boomer bust. If you can move Ridley for some more stable options at wide receiver for your wide receiver three slash flex position, I like guys like Cortland Sutton, Josh Downs, and Tank Dell uh, as more steady fantasy options. Also on the bum list, Hollywood Brown. This is a real bad stat line. One catch for 28 yards in Kyler's comeback uh, to this team. Kyler is back to being a top 14 quarterback with top 10 potential. Um, Trey McBride was a lot of the first read on a lot of plays. I think McBride is a bigger matchup problem right now than Hollywood Brown is against defenses. And there should be concerns, but one more game of seeing McBride be the first read on a lot of these plays and getting the larger target share should try to tell you where this offense is going. And I think Hollywood Brown potentially could be the odd man out. And with this stinker, I don't know if you have enough to sell him. You may have to package him up to get somewhat of an upgrade. On the bums list, Tony Pollard again. Look, he's the only Cowboy to not go off this past week. 55 yards of total offense. While the Cowboys' offense went crazy, is really wild. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and throw my coconuts out there. Potential backfield shift incoming. We saw Pollard do it to Zeke, so you never know. But right now, Tony Pollard is no longer a locked-in, set it, forget it RB one. You're gonna start him because 
where you drafted him in August and you don't want to regret it or he goes off on your bench, but you should be actively trying to see what you can get for him. You're not going to get RB1 value. Just You're just not. If people are paying attention, you're not. Um, because honestly, you're the starting running back for the Cowboys is not a stat. I like guys like Bijan Robinson, Javante Williams, Gibbs or Monty, and Isaiah Pacheco for the rest of the season. You may be able to sell them too, like I always say, that Cowboys fan in your league, but do what you got to do to get away from them. And to round out the bums, stay at the running back position, the king, Derrick Henry. Sometimes kings can be jesters. And it was a joke this week, three fantasy points total, including one catch for negative four yards. Shut down by this all of a sudden Bucks lockdown rush defense. And it feels like he was just getting scripted out really early. And if he gets scripted out like this going forward in bad matchups, uh, he could be phased out uh, with Tajay Spears looking like the more spry back who's better in situations where you got to be passing. So unless Will Levies turns back into prime Kurt Warner, it doesn't look good for Henry. Uh, you'll still have to start him. But if you can make a move, these are just some names that I would try to acquire rather it was straight up trade, or maybe you got to throw in some extras, Hollywood Brown. Uh, but I'd rather have Isaiah Pacheco, Aaron Jones. And if you can pull off a real smooth move, see if you can get Rashad White. Which takes us to our week 10 overachievers. We say it every week. These are guys that just haven't been getting it done all year. Just happen to ball out. But you might want to reel in a little bit before we start calling them set it and forget it every week starters. And we're going to start off with the Pittsburgh backfield, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. Both of these guys combine 200 total yards, two touchdowns, five catches, and this is a legit two-headed monster. Both guys are flexes right now because they cancel out each other's RB2 appeal. And we have also seen this run game throughout the year not work at all. So maybe Tomlin says this is our recipe for success. Just make sure that Kenny Pickett isn't throwing the ball all over the field. And let's run with this two-headed monster. And these guys combine equal one super solid workhorse back. But they kind of cancel each other out. It's still a wait and see. There's still a lot of people out there that drafted Najee Harris crazy early. But if I had to choose between the two, I think Jalen Warren has more of the upside as a shiftier back. On the overachievers list, we got Javante Williams. And I know Javante Williams should be a locked-in, set-it-forget-it, RB1 slash high-end RB2. But this past week, he goes for 110 total yards, four catches, and one touchdown against the Bills. He's on the list because this is the best game he's had all year. Straight up. He is getting workhorse usage, even though Perrine is the two-minute drill guy. But Yavante will no longer be considered an overachiever if he has one, but if he has another big game. Plus, the Broncos this past Monday night looked sneaky good. It didn't look like a lucky team that beat the Bills. It looked like a better team that beat the Bills. The overachievers list, rounding it out, Brandon Cooks, nine catches, 173 yards, one touchdown on 10 targets. I'm going to go back to it. We told you what the Cowboys want to do. They want to throw the ball all over the field. Going forward, Cooks is a good flex and spot start guy. If there's guys on buys, I'm not going to the point where I say, if you own CeeDee Lamb, you have to own Cooks as a wide receiver handcuff. They just don't play the exact same way. And I think Cooks is benefiting from 
CD Lamb getting a lot of attention. But take it for what it is. This could either be your annual Cooks Goes Nuclear game, or it could be the start of a good trend. Teams with solid depth should possibly shop him if he was just if he's just taking up a spot on your bench. Shop him to a real wide receiver needy team. Or, as I always say, upgrade if you can with that Cowboys fan. I know that guy's in your league salivating at the chance of acquiring a piece of the offense. So that is your week 10 ballers, bums, and overachievers and how these performances will impact the rest of your season. Hopefully, I shed some light, gave you a little bit of insight on what you can do, help you make some decisions that will help you win your league or at the very least, win your next week. On behalf of Sweet Tea and Mr. R.W. King, I'm Bombo, and we'll see you next time.